0: This episode of Elevate Your Leadership is brought to you in part by iFly Virginia Beach Indoor Skydiving. At iFly Virginia Beach, we bring people together through the dream of flight. Check out our website and our corporate offerings to include leadership development and team building.
1: In this series, entrepreneurs, industry executives, academics, public figures, and other highly effective professionals share their formulas for success with you.
0: Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Elevate Your Leadership with yours truly, Bob Pizzini. Today, we're going to discuss the art of leadership. The art of leadership is not a new term, certainly, you've heard it before. However, the way you define and apply the art of leadership may be different than the way I define and apply the art of leadership. So, today's discussion is going to be the art of leadership as defined by me. There are several components to the art of leadership. You have to have a foundation. Leadership, after all, is a perishable skill. Just like a skyscraper has a foundation that's very deep and wide, Your leadership should rest on a solid foundation. Leadership is a perishable skill. Use it or lose it. Athletes train, musicians rehearse, and leadership is no different. We're going to begin our discussion with definitions. We will define art, we will define leadership, and then we will discuss leadership styles, power types, and critical traits of a leader. All of these components combined create the art of leadership. So here we go. Let's begin with the definition of art, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form. Human creative skill, the expression or application of human creative skill. Certainly there is human creative skill at work as we apply the art of leadership. Next, let's define leadership. The dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary definition, leadership is a noun, the action of leading a group of people or an organization. I love the Air Force's definition. The Air Force defines leadership as the art and science of influencing and directing people to accomplish the assigned mission. John Maxwell defines leadership in one word, influence. My personal definition has two words, enabling others. I think it's important that leaders develop their own personal definition of leadership so you know when you're leading as opposed to doing something else. My full definition is leadership is enabling others to achieve their objectives and requires comprehensive awareness developed through experience, education, and training. I believe that to be a good leader, to be an effective leader, you have to have the requisite level of experience. You have to have formal education and you have to have attended many, many training sessions over various topics over the course of a career. Training topics include trust, communication, culture, climate. How do we build trust, for example? What happens when trust is lost? Do we have blind trust? How do we regain trust? Training comes in many forms, and I've just laid out a few examples. Okay, where are we? We're talking about building a foundation, and that foundation has to be deep and wide, and that foundation consists of your own personal definition of leadership. Some organizations call your personal definition of leadership a personal mission statement. Call it whatever you want, but make sure you have one. Now we're going to talk about the various leadership styles and power types that leaders rely upon to lead effectively. When I talk about leadership styles, you can Google what are the best leadership styles and you're going to see the 7 best, the 8 best, the 12 best, etc. You're going to see a lot of leadership styles that you've heard of and you're going to see a lot of leadership styles that you haven't heard of. Whether you subscribe to the three, the five, the six, the nine is not the most important thing. What's important is you pick the ones. You pick the leadership styles that most align with your level of comfort and your personality, your personal brand. Once again, leadership is a personal brand and you need to build it very deliberately to have the greatest effect over the greatest amount of people. Some examples of leadership styles servant leadership i personally don't believe servant is a style i think servant is a critical trait we'll talk more about that later autocratic laissez-faire or hands-off transformational transactional bureaucratic authoritarian participative delegative situational pace setter visionary there's many many leadership styles i personally subscribe to visionary and coach as my primary go-to leadership styles. What is a visionary? A visionary is somebody who has a grand vision, a broad vision and communicates it very effectively to your team. This gives your team something to rally around. It gives them a sense of direction. It gives them a sense of belonging. And if you have a bold vision, it gives them a sense of excitement. My second leadership style that I'm very comfortable with is the coaching leadership style. Now I happen to coach high school hockey. I'm a trained coach, both in sports and in professional development, in executive development, and coaches bring out the best in people. Coaches aren't the best at whatever the activity is. Coaches reach inside and they bring out the best in people. Coaching is one of my absolute preferred leadership styles and it aligns very well with my definition, my personal definition of leadership. Once again, two words, enabling others. So I can use the coaching style of leadership to enable others. Strategic is another leadership style that I subscribe to. Now some people don't think the strategic leadership style is really a leadership style, rather they consider that to be a trait or a tool that a leader can use but I think at three different levels, the strategic level, the operational level, and the tactical level. And those are also the three levels of warfare um, from my military background. At the tactical level, that is the gunfighter, that's the frontline troop. In the business world, that's your customer-facing teammates, your customer-facing employees. At the operational level, you have your vice presidents, you have your management team, you have people who enable the tactical level to accomplish their objectives. And at the strategic level, you set direction for the organization, set direction for the team or certain members within the organization. So for me, to be well-rounded as a leader, I have to think strategically, I have to think operationally, and I have to think tactically. Once again, pick the leadership styles that best align to your level of comfort and your personality and keep those leadership styles in your conscious mind and deploy them when you need to. Now we're going to talk about power types. Just like there are various leadership styles, there are also various power types. And again, if you Google power types, you'll find the five best, the six best, the three best. It's important, just like with leadership styles, you examine power types and determine which power types work best for you. Once again, they best suit your personality and they best suit the situation. Legitimate power, cohesive power, expert power, informational power, power of reward, connection power, referent power, and on and on and on. Legitimate power, for example, is your position. Some people call it positional. Some people call it permissional but legitimate power is your title. You are the CEO, you are the vice president of this, you are the general manager. People recognize you as an authority based on your position. It's dangerous to rely on that solely as a power type, however, so be careful. Coercive power, something you never wanna use. Threatening, who likes to be threatened? And think back to the people that you work for. When you were threatened in the workplace, do this or else. If you don't do this then, and there's a negative consequence, who likes that? Yes, it's a tool that unfortunately, sometimes leaders feel compelled to use, but that's the last tool I would ever want to use. Power of reward, a bonus structure, employee of the month, employee of the quarter. Recognition is a component of reward. And I think that's a very valuable power type for you as a leader, if you use it the right way. And it's something that I would very carefully consider. It's something I keep in my conscious mind. The last one I'm going to discuss is referent power. And referent power is quite simply you thinking about a leader that you respect and admire and you acting in the way that that leader would act. So you are personally referring to that person that you admire. And zooming way out to international diplomacy The United States has four instruments of power that the U.S. uses when conducting diplomacy. Those instruments of power are diplomatic, informational, military, and economic. So the acronym is DIME, D-I-M-E, Diplomatic, Informational, Military, and Economic. Those are the four primary instruments of power that the U.S. uses when conducting international diplomacy. All right, so in building our foundation, we have a personal definition of leadership. We have leadership styles, we have power types. Now we're going to talk about critical traits of a leader, what I call the critical traits of a leader. Now again, you don't have to agree with these traits. You might have different critical traits. Once again, leadership is a very personal brand. But the first critical trait that I believe firmly in is being a student. Being a lifelong learner. Somebody teach me something. The newest member of your team certainly could teach you something. And as a leader, I seek the opportunities for people on the team to teach me something. Even if it's something I'm already familiar with, give them the opportunity to tell you what they do. Let them tell you how much they know about their job, how good they are. You're actually empowering and you're building a very positive culture by doing that. Be a student Leader, I heard a story of a 10th degree black belt who shows up at the dojo wearing a white gi and a white belt. And he says to all the students, somebody teach me something. I found that to be very beneficial over my career. The second critical trait, flex and adapt. You have to be flexible and adaptable, especially in this COVID environment and other threats to your business. If you're not flexible and you're not adaptable, you're not gonna be around very long. It's just that simple. Recognizing leadership opportunities is another critical trait. You need to step forward and lead when it's time to step forward and lead. A good friend of mine told me that his father used to say, sometimes you lead from the front, sometimes you lead from the middle, and sometimes you lead from the rear. And I believe in that very firmly. You have to recognize the opportunities and step up to the moment, rise to the occasion. Another critical trait, something called metacognition. Metacognition is simply thinking about thinking. Leaders should spend a certain amount of time every day thinking about how they think about things, how they approach things. There's an acronym to help with that. There's four things a leader should do every day. The acronym is REST, R-E-S-T. Read, exercise, sleep, and think, think. Be metacognitive. Think about how you think and put energy into your thinking process. Another very valuable tool, the five why challenge. When somebody brings you a situation, ask the question why five times. And by the time you get to the fifth why, actually probably around the third why in my experience, you'll have the root cause of the situation. And it's actually, this was developed by Toyota back in the 1970s, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a root cause analysis, the five why challenge. Be a servant leader. Again, for me, being a servant is a critical trait. It's not a leadership style, it's omnipresent. And my approach to servant leadership is quite simply, what can I do for you? How can I help you achieve your objective? The next critical trait is leading outside of work. As I mentioned earlier, I coach youth hockey, but there are many things you can do outside of your work organization that really require and appreciate your leadership skills. Volunteer in some capacity. You'll find it very rewarding. So leading outside of work, another critical trait. The last critical trait I'm going to mention is investing in your team. It is incumbent on the leader to enable others, per my definition. That means you're providing all the necessary training that your teammates require to do their job in an excellent fashion. You also have to provide all the material, all the equipment that your teammates need to do their job. In the military, we call it man, train, and equip. You have to have the right manpower, the right number of people. Those people have to be properly trained, and those people have to be equipped with all the machinery necessary to do what it is you expect them to do. All right, we have our personal definition of leadership. We have preferred leadership styles. We have preferred power types. We have critical traits, things that we keep in our conscious mind that we use on a daily basis as we're leading our team. To sum all this up, to wrap this up, to explain why this is the art of leadership. Just as an artist has a palette of colors in front of him or her, as they apply those colors to the canvas, a leader has leadership styles and power types and critical traits, and you're going to blend all of those things to make the right decision given the situation. So the art of leadership is a blend, just like the artist who wants to paint a blue sky, but the paint, the blue paint on his palette is a little darker than what he or she has in mind. That artist will mix a little white into the blue to lighten up the sky, to get the right color. So does a leader mix leadership styles and power types and critical traits to lead your team properly, to make the right decision, to set the right example, to have high culture, to bring people into your organization who have high moral and ethical character. This, my friends, is the art of leadership. Now, if you liked this episode, this discussion on the art of leadership, you're going to love my next episode as my guest is Captain Ryan Crowley, U.S. Navy SEAL retired. Ryan will discuss the art of leadership and how he applied leadership throughout his military career. This is going to be a great discussion. Once again, my next episode will be the art of leadership as discussed by U.S. Navy SEAL retired Captain Ryan Crowley. We'll see you then.
1: Thank you for listening to the Elevate Your Leadership podcast. To contact Bob directly or to learn more about how Bob can advance you and your organization through leadership training, team building, executive coaching, and public speaking, visit robertpizzini.com. Robert. T-I-Z-Z-I-N-I dot com and connect with him on LinkedIn.